Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Edmonton, Bob Stoffer with you. We're going to quickly head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Our Oilers Now headliner today is Hockey Hall of Famer Kevin Lowe. And our headliner is presented by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, Kevin played in many battles of Alberta. They just got that much more interesting today with the reports that Nazem Kadri has signed in Calgary. We welcome Kevin back to the show. Kevin, how you doing? I'm great, doing great stuff. Looking forward to the Battle of Alberta this year. Yeah, how uh, how awesome was it for you to watch uh, that playoff series between the Oilers and the Flames, especially given how it ended up? Well, it's always, <laughs> you know, it's always more enjoyable when when we win, uh, and and we've had the good fortune of being on the winning side uh, the majority of the time uh, in the playoffs against the Flames. But it was it was a very entertaining series. It was crazy, you know, crazy. Uh, momentum swings, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, it was really nice to see the the fans. You know, I think all the fans enjoyed it, and even the Flames fans. I, you know, I know they were disappointed, but I think they really were happy to see the battle back. And I suspect we'll see more of it in the coming years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier that before I broadcasted, I was a fan of the Oilers, and I hated Calgary. I grew to respect them during the course of the 1980s for how competitive they were. Is there any way you could perhaps educate our listeners here, Kevin, just on what it was like and, and the, the craziness and the competitiveness, but maybe how you, you know, did you guys, was there the respect there from day one? Did you grow to respect them? Do you look at it differently now maybe than when you were in the heat of the Battle of Alberta at the height of, you know, two of the best teams in the world going head-to-head at it back in the 1980s? Well, we you know, things are completely different now. Uh, we hated each other back in the 80s and 90s. Like, literally did really hate each other. I mean, I mean, hate's a strong word, but, um, you know, we, we go to alumni events now and we kind of joke about it, but but the Flame players, uh, you know, Landy McDonald and Jim Poplinski and Tim Hunter and the likes uh, of, of many of those players all say the same thing. We we share the, the, the equal amount of uh, hate of one another, um, and it was, you know, we won, I think we played five times or six times stop and, and we, they beat us in, in, uh, in 86. Uh, but otherwise we won all the other series, but it was never easy. I mean, you know, we went into the one series where we swept them in 88 and they, they, they finished first overall and we shocked ourselves, not unlike this year, quite frankly, I was shocked that the, that the the flames uh, went down four straight after winning that first game, and and you know it's you just never know in pro sports, right? But um, uh, again, it's sure nice to see it uh, back. Um, I you know I think it's it was nice to finally hear the Eastern media uh, speak that you know that that, that is, it is the best rivalry in hockey. You know they always used to say Boston, Montreal, or Islanders, Rangers, or you know, come up with all these others because it, it wasn't, you know, the, the old West thing did interest you know, the center of the universe is Eastern Canada, according to them. But even this year, they said, you know, they finally stepped up and said, it's been the best battle. It's been the best rivalry in, in the NHL for, for many years. Yeah, Greg Wyshynski, uh, you know, from ESPN, compared it to Alabama and Auburn and said, 
Edmonton's the Alabama, which means they've got the Heisman Trophy winners, with the exception of Bo Jackson, and they've got you know they've got the uh, they've got the titles. All right, so Kevin, uh, we we spoke briefly. Your 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 retirement was announced uh, during the time that I I basically taken about six weeks off the show total over the last four seasons. So I didn't I I wanted to to have you on the show. You've had a hell of a run with the Oilers over the years, haven't you? Forty. What's it been about forty years or so? Yeah, forty plus years, um, um, stuff, and and yeah, really fortunate. Uh, it's it's time has flown by so quickly, uh, hard to believe. But I am sixty three, and uh, you know wanted to spend a little more time with my wife Karen and travel a little bit more. We've got grandchildren starting to move around the world you now, so we can visit them. But uh, you know, I'll be so now. I'm officially an Oilers, Oilers alumni. Uh, and uh, our alumni, alumni are very active uh, in and around Edmonton. So, you know, join the group of guys and and uh, be involved as an Oilers ambassador. Uh, you know, I can't say I'll be at every home game, but I'll be at a lot of them because I enjoy watching the team <clears throat> and, you know, continue to do whatever the team uh, asks of us uh, as alumni and uh, looking forward to that. Does it seem a little surreal when you think about you know, being drafted in the first round of that one of the greatest drafts in NHL history uh, in 1979 as a 20 year old coming out of Lachute, Quebec, uh, you know, captain of the Ramparts, first English speaking camp uh, captain in Ramparts history to think of, you know, the roots that you ended up setting up here in Edmonton and, 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 you know, the highs of winning the cups or going to the finals at GM in 06. You, you had some tough miles as well along the way that maybe, maybe things yeah. didn't quite go the way you're open for, but, when you think back to, do you recall the first time coming in Edmonton after you were drafted way back in the day in 1979? I sure do. Uh, <clears throat> even though it was, uh, you know, 43 years ago, uh, I believe that's the number. Um, I remember it was like yesterday, like it was yesterday. Uh, I remember how far the airport was out of the city and uh, coming in and, you know, didn't know anybody. Uh, of course, Wayne stepped up and introduced himself right away. And you know, when you're a, when you're a high draft pick or the first round draft pick, you know, generally the you know, the veterans go out of their way to say hello, figuring that at some point you're going to play in the organization. And and uh, yeah, I, I you know I didn't know I was going to make the team. I had no idea, you know, let alone making it in the NHL. You know, having a future in the NHL uh, post playing. Uh, all that stuff it's all surreal you know just i was i was supposed to be drafted uh earlier in the first round and uh, that year was a they combined two drafts in one year so players like ray bork and tom mccarthy and keith brown all of a sudden who should have been drafted in the 1980 draft were drafted in that same draft year so as a consequence it, it bumped me down the, the pecking order and uh so i ended up going the last pick in the first round and uh you know <laughs> I think um, I know a lot of those players uh, would trade their draft uh, position from that 79 draft to have been drafted by the Oilers and, and experience all the good fortune that I have. We're joined by Kevin Lowe, who recently announced his retirement from the Oilers after 40-plus years uh, in Edmonton. He'll still be involved as an Oilers ambassador. And, and Kevin, it's interesting. I... I I, I don't know. It, it, some would say it's like uh, picking your, uh, uh, you know, your favorite child. I know uh, there was a scene in The Crown where Margaret Thatcher said she had a favorite kid. Can you pick a favorite Stanley Cup championship 
between the, uh, the the five that you want as a player here and, and we'll keep it specific to Edmonton because of course you won one with the Rangers as well but was there one I mean is the first one the best like uh, if I was you guys I would have been immensely proud of winning the 1990 after Wayne left so I'll throw the the floor to you well you, you pretty much answered it for me but for the for sure the first one is always it, it, it was the most exciting the most you know because that's you, you for for me and anyone who's played hockey you, you know you you dream of perhaps someday getting to the nhl and then you know the actually the dream of a stanley cup is not even real it's it's surreal and and so when you, you know, the moment you get your hands on that cup or the moment you realize, oh, my goodness, we're going to win the Stanley Cup and, and uh, you know, we're going to get a chance to skate it around and put it in the air and that whole thing is, it's, uh, that, that memory never gets old. Having said that, winning in 90, as you mentioned, um, um, you know, part, partly to do with Wayne was gone and so it was a real chance for the players that, that were still there uh, um, had won the other cups, uh, you know, Randy Gregg, Charlie Huddy, uh, Mark Messier, uh, Essa Tickenen was one, uh, Glenn Anderson, uh, Grant Fear, Craig McTavish wasn't there for all, but, but Craig was part of that too. There was a chance for all of those players to sort of, you know, make a statement that, hey, you know, we're a pretty good team and, and able to win a cup without uh, arguably the greatest player of all time. Uh, the other part that was really neat was winning with a bunch of young guys, like the kid line, like Marty Jelena and Adam Graves and Joe Murphy, uh, Peter Klima, you know, guys that never won before. Uh, Craig Muni was on defense with me. So, you know, living their experience as first-time winners is, is really uh, is a is a pretty cool experience as well. We're joined by Kevin Lowe, who recently announced his uh, full-time retirement from the Oilers. He's still going to be doing some work, uh, uh, and, and and maybe a little bit more down the road. We'll tease that. We can't say too much more than that right now, but there might be a little bit more stuff on the alumni relations sort of side of things coming up in the future. Kevin Lowe joining us right now on Oilers Now. You also, uh, you know, you had some great experiences in the Canada Cups and the Olympic gold medal in 2002, and, and that was a time, and I'm just thinking back to the 2 Kevin, and you were involved in the team that won in 2014 as well to help build the defense for that. But specific to 2002, there was was there maybe a little bit of self doubt? Uh, maybe not with the actual people that were involved putting that team together. But you know, Canada didn't win a gold medal best on best in 1998. That had to have been a special moment for you, know, too. It, it sure was. Yeah, it was. Again, that's another one of the highlights. Uh, you know, hearing the fans that the Canadian fans that were in the building in, in Salt Lake when there was only a few minutes left in the game, I think we were up 5-2 and singing Old Canada was a moment I'll never forget. Um, yeah, it, but it was that whole experience and, and winning, um, it, it, did, it, meant, it meant a lot of things uh, to us. Uh, as you mentioned, in 1998, it was the first time Canada played best on best. You know, I mean, hockey. Uh, the, you know, the government people and and the the skeptics. You know, said they had to revamp all of Hockey Canada. They had to rethink the whole Hockey Canada model. And they did all these. They had these seminars and and not seminars, but they had these. Uh, you know, they commissioned. You know, like what a strategy that that the Canadians needed to do to win. But the fact is, they 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 never lost a game till. Till the uh, till the knockout game, yeah. till the shootout. You know they they were undefeated, and it's just it, that's it, it was an eye opener to everyone. 
that it's tough to win the Olympics, even when you have the best team. So uh, the nice thing about O2 is that, you know, we could shut everybody up that was, you know, skeptical of, of, of Canadian hockey. And, um, uh, you know, it, 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 it really, hey, listen, at the end of the day, you know, Canada is always a favorite because there are so many players to choose from. But, uh, but uh, you know, it, 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 and Canada hadn't won in 50 years. It was all those things. But, uh, you know, I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, this is ridiculous. After I wasn't even involved in 98, but, you know, uh, what, what, what people were thinking that needed to happen. The fact is nothing needed to happen. It just needed another crack at it. Let me ask you this, just in your GM time, back to 2006, you make that trade, you give up a number one to get moved to Wayne Rollison, because we got, you know, the Oilers have held their number ones. I'm not convinced they'll hold their number one for 2023, given the position the team's in. Were you ever thinking this could go the wrong way here? Like, I mean, because you, you guys had to work your way to get in the playoffs in 2006. The, the numbers at that time, and they weren't as advanced as today, Kevin suggested, you guys had a pretty good team five on five. You needed a stop. But were you concerned, you know, Dwayne might not be able to get you in the playoffs? Or, or did you think if you could get in, anything could happen? Well, I wish we had all the numbers that they do today. It might have, it might have given me a little more confidence. But, no, I, I never was. I mean, we we had seen our team, team play enough throughout the regular season that year. Um, you know, it, it was clear in our minds we needed a goalie. And we didn't need anyone to necessarily flat out win games for us. As you mentioned, we just needed someone – you know, make that one extra save for us. And, and Dwayne Rollison had had a very good save percentage in the, in the prior years to being traded. And, uh, you know, he was a good guy and he came in the right spot. And, you know, he took us to, you know, game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. Um, so, but, but, but to your question, no, I never, when I made the deal, it, it just, what, in our minds, what we needed to make the team better, and so you just go do that. You never worry about the consequences because you're just trying to do what's best for the team. Final one for you. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, by the way, we have a trade in the National Hockey League. The Calgary, the, uh, well, is this is this actually correct? Or is this somebody's BS account? I uh, can't trust that one. We're not going to go. It's not been finalized yet on Sean Monaghan. Kevin, you stayed here all these years, 40-plus years, a guy from Quebec. Uh, I, I, friendship matters. You met a lot of great guys along the way. I, I saw a couple of them uh, yesterday, uh, Bruno and uh, Terry O'Flynn, special guys in your world. And that's all part of it, too, in terms of this Alberta experience that you've committed to over the years, isn't it? It sure is. You know, it, it, you know going way back, thinking of all the great – Friends and, and and relations that we you know were able to to have from living in the city. You know, when I moved to Edmonton in '79, I, I don't think Edmonton was I think it was less than 400,000 people. And 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 really, in some respects, even though it's probably triple that now, it's still to me a, a, a small city where you you can you can go out anywhere, you can run into the same people, and uh, you know so many quality quality people. When people ask me from other parts of North America, you know, why do you live in Edmonton? It's just it's wonderful people, great spirit, um, you know, safe place to live. And, uh, you know, I, again, going back to being selected by them in, the, in August of 79, I'm just so fortunate um, that uh, that's all happened to me. I, I mean, I met my wife and our kids live, you know, pretty much been raised in Edmonton and, and uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I'll always. I mean, obviously, going to spend a little more time down south in the winter time, you know, because I, 
even though I put on a lot of weight, I seem to get cold easy these days. But, uh, no, Edmonton will always be home and uh, really proud of it. When you're fat, you don't get cold as easy, Kevin. I'm just like. <laughs> well, I seem to. <laughs> All right. Thanks for doing the show. It won't be the last time, okay? Okay, stop. Thanks for calling. You bet. It. That's yeah. uh, Kevin Lowe, who has been. Uh, uh, an all-star defenseman, uh, five-time Stanley Cup champion with the Oilers, a head coach, general manager, president, governor, uh, retiring on a full-time basis from the Oilers organization, but will remain aboard uh, in alumni functions role. Is Brendan Escott going to slide in here? I, I reached out to him. Well, let's do this. We are going to take a 30-second timeout. It's 1.52 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up Oilers now when we return. I want to mention Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list, there are 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. This day in Oilers history for New West Travel, and uh, because he's working inside Sports Night, he's going to set that show up as well. We welcome back to the show Brendan Escott. Brendan. Take me down the train. What do you got for the Stay in Oilers history? Off the top of my head, we're going back to 1962, and this was an obscure one. I have like 99% of dates written out. This one was not written out until this morning. Okay, hold you're going to get a handoff. There you go. Woohoo! <laughs> Jeff Cortnell, born in Duncan, B.C., uh, acquired by the Oilers from Boston in exchange for Andy Moog. That would have been in uh, March of 19, ni- or 1988, rather. Cortnell only ended up playing in 12 regular season games, so to the end of that season, 19 more in the playoffs where he only produced three points. Uh, he was traded to Boston again, no, Washington, for uh, Greg Adams in July of that same he year. He scored 36 goals that season. I think he had 30 goals for at least four different NHL teams, was a star in Vancouver, dated Sarah McLaughlin for a number of years. Uh, uh, Jeff Cornell apparently did very well managing a little bit of money. Now, you have uh, Inside Sports tonight, and uh, as the Elks got some tough news on the running back position. Uh, yeah, it sounds like James Wilder Jr., who has been missing for the last six weeks on the six-game injured list. In fact, uh, now his career might be in jeopardy. He tweeted out this afternoon he needs neck or spine surgery before he can resume playing. So that uh, would rule out the rest of this season and perhaps beyond for a 30-year-old running back. There you go. Won a national championship at Florida State. Uh, they were in the team hotel with us in Anaheim uh, back uh, when they won that uh, title game. They beat all in that year. Uh, you have inside Sports Night. What you got shaken? We're going to hear from AJ Jakobic from uh, Ottawa ahead of the Elks and Rough, Rider, Rough Riders, Red Blacks playing uh, tomorrow on 6.30, Chad, 5 o'clock kickoff. So we'll talk to AJ. Uh, looking to get some more info on the Nazem Kadri deal and what that means to Calgary. Uh, wow. wow. <laughs> Brad Trey living. It's I'll on, you, man. I'll it's on. What. And uh, we'll also hear from one of the horse trainers ahead of the 93rd running of the Canadian Derby at uh, Century Mile this weekend. Speaking of the Canadian Derby tomorrow, uh, Cam Moon will be hosting Oilers now. I'll be at a uh, partners event with the Oilers uh, out at, uh, where are we? Uh, the Quarry tomorrow for that. So uh, Cam's going to be hosting the show. I know you're going to be helping out along with uh, uh, Derek and company. So thank you for doing that. Um, and for the horses, Mark Spector uh, will be joining uh, Cam on the show tomorrow. Uh, the 93rd running of the Canadian Derby takes place Saturday out at Century Mile. Canada plays uh, Czechia at 2 o'clock tomorrow in the World Junior Semifinal, the winner to advance to the gold medal game on Sunday. Uh, I will join Cam on tomorrow's show as well. Up next, the global.
global news weather traffic update with Ray LaHoop, followed by Angela Coquat from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen Nye from 3 to 6. Uh, Cam Moon in tomorrow on Oilers Now. I'll rejoin you on Monday. So long, everybody.